0: Hey, real quick before I get started, this is a message just for my podcast listeners. I'm established on YouTube. Podcast format, not so much, but I am seeing my listens, downloads, whatever they're called in the podcast world, uh, tick up quite a bit, especially on the iTunes platform, but other ones as well. Doesn't matter what platform you're on, though. I would just ask that you rate my podcast. Doesn't matter what it is five stars, three stars, one star. Give me an honest rating, honest review if you want. The reason I'm asking this is because it will help me a ton. Not only to see how you guys feel about my content, but also to show to you know Apple or Android or wherever uh, what you guys think of of my podcast. and It'll help me, um, I guess, you know, reach more uh, listeners in the future. So, so thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. And let's get into the video itself. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I read a fascinating article that I will leave a link to down below in the description that I saw shared over on Facebook by none other than Peter Schiff. And it's on a topic that I've heard many other people say some very interesting things about. I know Lynette Sang has some some great things to say. I know I've talked about it many times in the past as well. Uh, The topic being what happens in the next stock market crash considering that now more than ever, the markets are dominated by passive investors as well as algorithms, machines, computers, whatever you want to call it, not humans, okay? Uh, Basically, the idea is that because there's these algorithms out there that either A, they're going to uh, trade a, a, a bear market, a crashing market by selling into that weakness, selling and continuing to sell into that weakness, or B, and, and these things are, are not mutually exclusive, they both can occur, that many of these machines in a very tumultuous time after the first couple hours of a crash, first day, they will be taken offline. And so now you have all these passive investors in the market. You have the the select few, and it's not a few, but, but in the whole scheme of things, not a ton, human traders still out there. But now you don't have the algorithms out there. Okay, and, and so now it's the, the market is it, it's not something that a lot of traders are used to, and you no longer have these these dips that are that are suddenly bought up by by mysterious buyers, which oftentimes I think are, are either algorithms or or you know uh, the the Swiss National Bank or something like that, um, and and all of a sudden you have a lack of liquidity. Either way, I think you deal with a lack of liquidity. So so the article that I'm referring to here is actually over on CNBC, um, and it's titled. JP Morgan's top quant warns next crisis to have flash crashes and social unrest not seen in 50 years. Sounds scary, right? And and again, written by a member of JP Morgan, okay? Uh, written by a guy by the name of uh, Klanovic, okay? Marco Klanovic, 43 year old analyst with a PhD in theoretical physics. He is the bank's global head of macro quantitative and derivatives research. Okay, So a so big deal. And this was part of a larger, I guess, publication that, that JP Morgan's actually putting out with something like over 40 of their employees uh, to commemorate, celebrate, whatever you're going to call it, the 10th anniversary of the well, the Great Recession and and the financial crisis and and the stock market crash back then. So this is his contribution to it. So this is a smart guy. Don't agree with everything he says by any means, notably his timing on this. But um, basically what he says is that today we have a stock market that is dominated by a lot of passive investors, Meaning, meaning, mom and pop that that put a hundred thousand dollars in the stock market, and sure they could take it out, maybe within twenty four hours, forty eight hours, but that's too passive, right? Or even more passive than that, who knows? Uh, may, maybe some of this passive investing is something like a uh, a pension fund, right? They're they're mandated to keep I don't know fifty equi- percent in U.S. equities or forty percent in U.S. equities. And so they put the money in there, and other than that, it's pretty static unless they have to, to rebalance that, okay? A ton of passive money, okay? Uh, combined with that, you have a market that is dominated by algorithms. And, and what do I mean by algorithms? Um, you know, it, it's basically what, what different companies, different trading companies will use to try and, and, I guess, beat the spread, beat the market, beat the average, What I'm saying here? They will they basically it's 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 an algorithm, right? An equation, whatever it is. They have specific points where they are told to buy, specific points at which they're told to sell. Okay, And, and, and the worry here is that all these algorithms, yes, they're different maybe, but they all have certain similarities, especially what to do when the stock market is crashing. Either A sell or B just go offline. Don't don't execute trades, especially once you've sold uh, your stuff. And and so I, I found that interesting and also a little bit scary that that because of just how advanced technology is today in in 2018, and it's not just technology being so advanced. I mean, this technology was out there back in in 2008. It's just that it is so much more dominant in the market today. This next market crash is is going to be unlike, well, probably anything we've ever seen before. And we got a taste of it back in you know February of this year. If if you remember the the stock markets here in the United States and and globally, you know they they really melted up in January. That the Dow Jones in, in January had a huge run up, and it was I remember watching the headlines, and it was just ridiculous. Some days like this. This makes no sense. Why is the Dow Jones going up 500 points one day and 600 points the next? You know, maybe that's a little extreme, but it, it, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, um, you, you had these huge run-ups in the stock market, and volatility had been suppressed for so long. Beginning of February, end of January, that just flipped. Flipped almost overnight. In reality, it was it was like a two-week process before for the Dow Jones... Um, hit kind of its first bottom but it was it was fast it was fast that volatility went from i think under 10 or barely above 10 like low teens or something like that to 50 the vix index that's volatility of of the s&p 500 50 it was insane and and i remember watching like wow this is i mean this is what we that this is the world we're living in today of flash crashes i mean you see flash crashes overseas. Uh, it, we, we've seen it here in the United States in the stock market, right? There's periods since the Great Recession that we've seen flash crashes. But you've seen flash crashes in, in currencies, right? Uh, currency like, like the, the British pound or or whatever. Um, you see you see flash crashes overseas in, in their bond markets or whatever. But when was the last time you saw a real flash crash here in the United States? I'd say probably beginning of this year. But, but when was the last time we saw a flash crash of, of 20% drop in equities? Thirty percent, right? It's it's not unheard of to to flash crash to the point where um, you're, you're tripping the breaker switch, right? The, the, the stock market is being shut down because that's how big the move is, right? And so this this is, I think, a risk that that is is not understood well by a lot of people. I think most people going to the market thinking of the stock market is being no different than it was back in nineteen twenty nine or or even, even all the way up through, through the late 20th century, right? Primarily, you know, human traders, right? Sure, there's computers out there trading, but but they're just doing uh, very minute orders, you know, a thousand orders a day, very small selling and buying and whatever. And, and okay, that happens and everything. Um, but but no, there, there are not a ton of human traders out there. there there's machines that, that are run by humans ultimately, um, but those machines... Yeah, they don't necessarily have the experience or or the the knowledge that that traders might. Heck, even if even if you have a trader that's been trading for five years, so he wasn't around during the financial crisis, right? Wasn't around back then. He wasn't around, um, you know, prior to that when when the the stock market had been been in a time of uh, rough seas. Right? He had been around back in the crash in 1987. He at least can read about those things. I guess he can he can look retrospectively. And say, "Oh, this is what I would have done." Maybe at that point, or w- without trying to to um, take too much advantage of, of his of his uh, hindsight. Machine doesn't necessarily have that, right? Machine has a has a, well, an algorithm, right? Buy here, sell here, and and I think a lot of them are going to sell and stop selling, stop buying altogether, come offline, either because they're programmed to, or or because the humans that that run them just. Take them offline, and hey, we're going to set it out this day. We're going to set it out for the next week because we just lost a lot of money, and, and and the stock market is not making sense. Now he wraps up this article, or in this article at least, it wraps up by saying that, you know, after the sell-off or whatever, um, that that, uh, well, two things that I want to touch base on. Three, I guess. First of all, he says, and this is where I don't necessarily agree, despite him being smart, I'm sure don't necessarily agree with everything he has to say. He says that the, the stock market is it's unlikely for this to happen until the second half of 2019. I tend to disagree, okay. Um, reason being, well I think I think there's there's a couple red flags globally that have, have popped up in the last couple of months that, that make me think, hey, you know the, the US stock market, sure it's around all time highs, but wow, well, I would not get too comfortable. Right. I've talked about many of this in the past, whether it's an emerging market crisis or or, or uh, some things over in Europe or, or of course, the weakening of, of China's economy. We got news recently that India's economy is, is not doing so well. Yeah, I don't know. It, that That's a bold thing to say in September of all months, right? Uh, historically, a, a rough time for, for stock markets, right? So I don't know about that, you know. Um, especially considering that a lot of these problems in emerging markets and, and whatnot are are caused by things like Fed policy, tightening of the Fed. And so what, is there going to be another year of pain before, you know, is it is it going to be the fall of 2019 that we start to see um, Argentina's economy, which has already long been in the gutters, along with many other, uh, you know, Brazil and, and Turkey and India and whatever, and then finally that affects the United States. I don't know. I mean, it, it can, can you on one hand say that the, the world is, is so interconnected because of the digitalization of the financial system? And then next breath say that, well, that's still going to take a long time to spread here. Or that those countries are going to recover despite the Fed continuing on their path and, and the dollar potentially still being strong. I don't know okay the other two things he wanted the other two things he said here um one of the things he said here was that we can expect a a, a significant period of unrest, social tensions he said similar to those witnessed fifty years ago in nineteen sixty eight you know I think so you know i it really depends how bad things get it really doesn't and, and how much the average person is affected, right? How much is employment affected? Is, is this going to be a, a stock market crash like uh, 2008, where there was significant employment that that was lost, significant effect on the overall economy, or is it going to be a crash like the early 2000s, in which the economy didn't take as much of a hit? You know, I tend to think like it, it's it's going to be like the 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 Great Recession, right? The financial crisis. This is going to extend far beyond just the stock market right this is this is going to be in in the bond market this is going to be in the bottom line for these companies and 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 this is going to involve a lot of bankruptcy so so i think it's going to definitely be a period of of fear uh, broadly across the economy across the entire country and and societal unrest you know wouldn't wouldn't surprise me right seeing what tensions are right now um in 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 over things like politics like, yeah, that's that's a big deal, what's going on in U.S. politics right now. But the whole scheme of things, it can get a whole lot worse. And, and so, yeah, I think the other element to this is how bad will things get for these individuals? People are not going to riot over a stock market crash, right? They're not going to burn cars because the Fed started quantitative easing. No, probably not, okay? People are going to riot. They're going to burn cars because, well, to, to put it bluntly, they're not getting their food stamps anymore. And that's not just the only, that's not me being being um, me, mean towards poor people or anything like that, but but welfare. I mean, if welfare is interrupted, hey, that'd be number one. If supply chain for people is interrupted, that'd be number two. And this is not just poor people, it's people across the board. I mean, this can be gas, uh, fuel, or, or food, or, or whatever. Um, electricity, water, any of those things interrupted, yeah, people are going to get very unhappy about that. Um, Three, major unemployment, yeah, people are going to get upset about that, whether it's among the poor, middle class, upper class, you know. Um, Those are some of the things that I look for. For one, there's going to be a period of social unrest, and and thrown into that mix uh, any political issues, right, Uh, is, is, is the president? Whatever I don't I don't know what what the political situation is going to be like, but I'm sure there's going to be things that can can potentially add fuel to the fire, right? Uh, Say what you will about Donald Trump, uh, you guys. I don't know if you guys know my feelings about him, but you know I don't know how 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 great of a peacemaker he could be in such a scenario. That's that's all I'm saying, Uh, and and it doesn't matter who is is in in charge. If it was Trump, honestly, or if it was Obama or whoever. politics in the u.s are polarizing today right and and so there's always gonna be an element that are upset so i mean sure societal unrest is is a real threat um the final thing though that that i found very interesting here is that it will his solution to this right you have a lack of liquidity in the stock market get do you guys want to guess who he thinks should provide that liquidity yeah, you guessed it. The Federal Reserve, right? He he thinks, and I think he's he's encouraging this. I don't know. Thinks it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world for if this were to happen, the Fed to step in. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he's not advocating this, he just thinks it's going to happen. That the Fed is going to step in and buy equities, buy stocks. I mean, can you imagine the absurdity of it? A central bank buying stocks. And yet it already happens, right? The Bank of Japan owns a huge portion of uh, the Japanese stock market. I mean, you want to talk about fake markets here in the United States—a fake bond market, a fake stock market. Look at Japan, right? With with a bond market who, whose yield currently sits around what, like zero percent? Or I don't even know what the yield is right now. Um, a stock market that is largely just owned by their own central bank. I mean, that's that, that's like cheating, right? How how can you how can you um, compete against that? I mean, sure, if you own stocks, that's great because the 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 central bank, the Fed, the Bank of Japan—they're going to keep a, make sure prices don't drop too far. Um, and sure, maybe that would, as he say, as as he says, keep the status quo for a little bit longer. Um, but what, what are the long-term effects of that? I mean, a—it's it's an artificial market at that point, more at that point than ever. Um, B, you, you have things like inflation, right? Let's that's, that's just print money to pump, you know, because they're not just going to have to to prop up the the stock market. No, they're going to have to prop up the bond market. They're going to have to monetize a ton of debt, right? Quantitative easing. They're they're probably going to have. He talks about things like negative taxes, but you know, helicopter money in various forms, bringing people money, you know, bringing money to the people, to the masses. Uh, directly through the Fed or through the U.S. government, sure, it's going to happen. It, it doesn't really matter who it happens through, if it's the Fed um, giving a check to every American, or if it's the U.S. government, the U.S. Treasury writing a check to everyone, and then the Fed just buying their debt. Same thing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's 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 going to happen, and it's a uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how how the fed reacts and are they going to go that far are they going to step into the stock market and i don't know it's the the end result to this is going to be inflation fake markets uh a, a much much less robust and dynamic economy and and eventually i don't think they're gonna you know once the fed starts doing stuff like that i don't know i tend to, i tend to be skeptical that they're going to be able to keep it running as long as as a place like japan has but but long term i, I That's not good, I don't think, for the well-being of America, of Americans. And yeah, I don't see a whole lot of positives from that, except for that maybe it'll stabilize stock market prices or bond prices over the short term, right? Um, In reality, I'm sure many of these stock prices have to drop. They do. They do. Either A, they're, they're, the companies are junk, or B, they're just overvalued. You know, look at a company like Apple, Amazon, Google. You know, some of these these fang stocks, Facebook. Sure, great companies in the sense that obviously Amazon is a behemoth. Today, look at their size. Look at Apple's size. Look at Google's size. You guys are watching this video on a Google platform, right? YouTube, owned by Google. But do they deserve valuations that high right now? I don't know. Maybe maybe they do need to be knocked down a peg, right? Uh maybe the whole stock market needs to. But again, we don't we don't want riots in the street. I mean, God forbid the pensions which foolishly have put themselves in a precarious position investing so much in equities, uh God forbid that that they become totally unfunded in the future, which, you know, they're they're more than likely going to anyways, but you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts in this video down below in the comment section. Um, what What's some other insight you can add to this? What else do you think will happen in the next recession? Let me know down below in the comment section. Um, as always, you know if you're looking to support me, like, comment, subscribe, all those things help me a ton. Additionally, down below in the description, check out my Patreon page. There's a link down there. Just check it out. You don't have to sign up or anything, um, but you can check out some of the different perks, some of the, at least, titles for the posts that I put over there. You know, I don't put down a ton of propri- proprietary data over there. So I can post them like, hey, this is what I actually think. But, you know, there's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of contribution to my content. What videos do you want to see from me? What guests would you like to see on the Silver Fortune channel? All those things. So certainly, you know, consider supporting. But but as always, I'm happy to, to give you guys all this, this for free in the first place. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video. And God bless.